to think about how important it is to be close to God. You can be seated. And uh, how important it is to be close to God. And uh, as I, I was thinking about the importance of Christians, specifically how important it is for us to remain close to God. And what uh, we must purpose in our heart is to stay close to God. And so, you know, I think of Daniel in the Bible, how he purposed in his heart. Uh, we see uh, in Jeremiah's life how he kind of drew away from God, but then God brought him back. And how he talked about the burning in his bones, how, you know, Peter and John and, and Paul and all these guys. I mean, they went through hardships and all these things, but, but they found that the best thing to do was to draw close to God. And then even Jesus himself in the Garden of Gethsemane, he drew close to God in his hard and rough times. And I think staying close with God, cleaving unto him, uh, is, is our purpose. And, and it happens when you decide you're going to do it. You're going to stay close with God. Do you understand that it's our responsibility to draw nigh unto God? Is that not what the scriptures teach? It said, draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. And so here, I don't think Barnabas did anything else. And he just exhorted them all that they would, with purpose of heart, that they would cleave unto the Lord. That word cleave is to really stick to God, really get close to him, and really stay by his side. And as you look at this, when you decide that you're not going to allow the influences of this day to distract you from your time with the Lord, it's a wonderful thing. Uh, this morning when I woke up, I had a lot of things going on inside my mind. And my wife, as sweet as she is, she's just a great listener. And so she just listened to me as I was telling her all these things that were in my head. How many of you guys do that sometime? Anybody ever do that? And you start talking and all of a sudden, he's, and, uh, and so she said, how can I help? And I stopped and I thought, I don't want you to help. I just want to complain right now. Why do you want to talk about helping? And so as sweet as she is, I left and, you know, we, we did cordially. And, and so I get these verses and, and, and she starts sending me these notes uh, from the scriptures. Terrible thing to do to somebody, isn't it? Awful. She sent me these things. And she was talking about how lean not to thine own understanding and all thy ways acknowledge him. He'll direct thy path and all these things. You know, all those things that you just don't want to listen to because, right? And I realized... I hadn't really prayed that morning like I normally do. And uh, usually I get up, I get up before she does, I'll get alone with God. And uh, this morning I just realized I went and I made my coffee. And I made my coffee and I went over and I sat down on the couch and I took a drink of coffee and guess what I started to do? I started dozing off again. And I was sitting on the couch and so then, you know, I get done, she comes out, I hadn't prayed and now I'm all tight about everything. This, that, and the other thing. Anybody ever been there? Nobody gets up tight like I do, right? So, and so I, I realized I was not walking with God today. So when she started sending all of those wonderful, beautiful notes to me from the scriptures, I realized I wasn't alone with God today. I wasn't where I needed to be. It caused me to go in my office, shut the door, and get down on my knees and start praying and say, God, please forgive me. And been on my knees today. I hadn't been where I needed to be. And I believe to have a close relationship, it requires effort, doesn't it? It requires effort. I mean, any relationship you have, it requires effort. And so when God says, draw nigh unto God and he'll draw nigh unto you, he's looking for you to put forth some effort, isn't he? He's looking for you to put some time into this relationship. And, and I began to think, and the Lord does not want us just saved. <laughs> he doesn't want us just saved. He wants us to the place where uh, we're not just saved and just left our own. He wants to have that relationship with us. And, I, and I've shared this before. Can you imagine you get married and, and you say, honey, listen, I love you. I'll see you in 20 years. How would that work out? 
It wouldn't, it wouldn't be a relationship, would it? And it's the same as true with God. You've got to walk in that relationship. And here's what I want to challenge us with. I want us to think about this, that we pursue after God with some drive and some determination. Pursue after him. Uh, look for him as hid treasure. Isn't that what the Bible teaches us? To get in the word of God and search it as hid treasure. When you look at this, do it with some drive and determination. I think Barnabas encourages those in the Antioch to persevere in their relationship with the Lord. And he tells them to do it this way. With purpose of heart. With purpose of heart. That means you're going to do it. You're going to do it on purpose. You're going to do this. And, and they're striving to do this. And so he goes to encourage them. And so are you known personally uh, for persevering? in your relationship with the Lord, and, and, and are you doing it with purpose every day, really thinking about, have I met with my God? Have I gotten alone with him? Am I, have I met with the Lord Jesus today? And, and really kind of get that in your mind. And then I think what happens is the Lord wants to embrace us every day. He wants us to come and meet with him. And he, he wouldn't tell us to draw nigh unto him and he'll draw nigh unto us. He wouldn't tell us that. He wouldn't talk about his everlasting arms being wrapped around us. He wouldn't tell us all those wonderful and beautiful things that he'll do for us if we'll just draw up close to him. And when you look at this and embrace him every day, I say do it with some drive and determination. You know, when I go away and I come home, it's always kind of nice because when I come home, after I've been away, uh, I get this wonderful hug from not only my wife, but my daughter, Emily. And, and, and it's always so sweet. Mike never hugs me. But, the, you know, all I'm saying is it's just so wonderful when you go away and you come back and, and just that, you know. And, and I think about this every day, you know, with drive and determination. Sometimes I want to just get home. Because I want that hug. I want, I want to be with my wife and my family. And, and I just drive hard to just get there. And I'm thinking, do I do that with my Lord and Savior? Every day, do I have that same drive and determination to get alone with my Heavenly Father? So a couple of things I want us to think about. He told us to cleave unto the Lord and keeping your heart near to God. I think it requires some things of us. One of the things is, is that you'll have a desire to share the gospel. I think whenever you look at this, there's a desire comes about. Look at verse 20 with me. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Cyrene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching what? The Lord Jesus. And, and so there's that desire in them to, to go and do this. So they're going into this foreign place, but they're going in with the message of the Lord Jesus. There's that desire. And then secondly, to persevere in our witness. It's hard sometimes. How many of you witnessed to somebody more than once? More than twice, more than 10 times, the same person. How about 20, 25, maybe 50 times, maybe 100 times you witness that person? Keep on going. Don't stop. Persevere in your witness for Christ. Keep telling them about Jesus Christ. I love my dad. My dad tells me he's saved, but when I get opportunity, I witness to my dad. When I don't see fruit in people's lives, guess what I do? I witness to them. Because if there's no fruit, sometimes you wonder, is there salvation? And I don't know, and I'm not God, but I'm telling you, every time I get opportunity, I'm going to witness to them. Uh, I, I do it with my brother-in-law. I do it with my uncles. I do it with my aunts. Anytime I get opportunity. And the wonderful thing is now is they got a preacher in the family. They think it's just wonderful that they can call me and have them come preach these funerals or come do these weddings or whatever. And when I come, the first thing I ask them is, are you saved? And I, if they're not, I can't do their wedding. And I'm not going to do their wedding if they're not saved. And, and the thing of it is, is God tells us not to be unequally yoked together, right? So uh, there's a lot of things that come into play. But man, when I go and do those funerals, guess what I get to do? Get to give the gospel to every one of them. 
And so I persevere in that witness over and over and over. And I'm telling you to do the same. Don't give up. Listen, if you've got family members whom you love, and you say, Pastor, you have no idea. I mean, I've told my uncle, my aunt, my cousin, my niece, my nephew, my great aunt uh, Irma. I mean, I've told them over and over and over and over, and they just don't listen. Keep on doing it. (laughs) There will be a day when God can make that switch click in their mind. And he can cause it to happen. And then encourage others to stay close with the Lord. And I encourage you tonight, listen, do everything you can to stay close to God. Do everything you can. Paul and Barnabas, yeah, they separated. Barnabas goes on. Barnabas didn't change. Barnabas began to exhort others and encourage others just as he did Paul. And he he told him, he said, do this with purpose of heart. Have that desire to share the gospel. When I look at this, Stephen had been stoned. You look at the beginning of this. Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen uh, 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 traveled as far as as Phoenice and Cyprus. And they went on and he said, preaching the word to none but unto the Jews only. They went out and started preaching the Word of God. They traveled and went places and preached the Word of God. Because Stephen got stoned, they didn't stop. (laughs) They continued to bring the gospel. They had that desire in their heart. The word preaching here has the idea just to announce the good news. You know, the good news is Jesus died for me. Amen. And he rose again the third day. Not only did he die for me, he died for you. And so you got to kind of get that in your heart. These saints were preaching or talking about, uh, and you look in verse 20, what was it? Preaching the Lord Jesus. That's what they were doing. They were talking to other people about Christ. Let me, let me challenge you in something in your life. Try to talk to somebody every day, at least one time a day, about the Lord Jesus Christ. Just once. I went to see Ernesto again today. <laughs> Mike took me to lunch today. He paid for it too, man. Mr. Moneybags. So we went over there, and I thought, man, and nobody was coming to the counter. There's a long line. <laughs> I'm thinking, good night, man. How long is this going to take? I'm standing there and standing there, and I've told you about my patience problem anyway, right? So I'm just standing there, standing there. I thought, good night. Lunch is free today because they ain't coming. And uh, I was going to make him stand there. I was just going to leave. Here comes Ernesto. <laughs> Ernesto saw me, and, and you know what's on my mind. I'm thinking, Ernesto, you just need to come to church, man. And and the thing of it is, is God provides us opportunities every day. Try in your heart, in your mind, every day, just one person. Just think, you know what? If I can just share the gospel with one person today, just one, Lord, that's all. Just one. Just one person. Let me give them a track. Let me tell them about the church. Let me do something that would honor and glorify you. Let me, and Lord, let me go as far as I can with that. Think about this. Is Jesus on your mind? Is he on your mind? What's on your mind tonight? (laughs) You know, Jesus ought to be on our mind, shouldn't he? He ought to be on our mind. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Guess whose mind we were on? We were on Jesus' mind. Why shouldn't Jesus be on ours? And when I go and I read John 17, I see that Jesus had me in mind when he was praying. And, and, And I look at that in John 17, and that is the Lord's Prayer. If you want to see someone praying, look at what Jesus said in John 17. Go read it. And look at the dialogue between him and the Heavenly Father. And he's talking about us. We were on his mind. Boy, he ought to be on our mind. Amen? He ought to be on our mind. Think about him. And when you do, talk about him. Tell the good news. Tell somebody about it. Just seeing a godly man stoned to death for the cause of Christ, it didn't silence their voices. It made them more bold in their witness. Amen? And we ought to be more bold. The more vocal the world gets, the more vocal we ought to become. And I'm not talking about volume. I'm talking about 
in force, in quantity, in opportunity. We should preach it more. We should talk about it more. As I share this with you, it is Christ who brought us to salvation. You think about this in 1 Corinthians 1, 17 and 18. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. And you know what? I call it fancy footwork at the pulpit sometimes. And there's a lot of fancy footwork goes on behind these pulpits. But do you know what saves people's souls? The gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. A man's fancy footwork doesn't save not one soul. <laughs> it is God's word. It is the gospel that saves people's soul. And so when I look at this, he says this. He said, not with the wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. Sometimes we think because someone's a great orator that many people are going to come to Christ. That's not true. And I'm not saying because they are a good orator that people don't come to Christ. But the same is true that because they are doesn't mean they're coming to Christ. What brings people to Christ is the gospel, the good news. And that's what Barnabas went and encouraged them in. In Romans 16, 25, Now to him that is of power to establish you according to my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. Paul spoke about Jesus Christ. Barnabas influenced him and others. And he said, hey, listen, let me tell you what you need to do. You need to cleave to God. You ought to have a desire. You ought to have a desire to share the gospel. When I look at this, he told him to do it with purpose of heart, to pursue the Lord. And I, I think about this. Persevere, man. Stay close to God. Do everything you can. When you are down and out, when you feel bummed out, when you don't feel good, when you don't feel like being around anybody else, when you just want to mope and have a pity party and do all those things and feel bad for yourself and feel sorry for yourself, stop it. Knock it off. Persevere in the gospel. Get alone with God. Tell God, you know what? I am nothing but a big whiny baby. And things need to change, Lord. And I don't want to be like this anymore. And I promise you, my God will encourage you. <laughs> and the thing of it is, is, if David was greatly distressed, but David encouraged himself in the Lord his God when he was down and out. I want you to realize that your relationship with God is what really keeps you motivated and keeps you going. If we're counting on people to do it for us, I promise you this one thing, people will let you down. Am I right? They'll let you down. And the thing of it is, is that my God will never let me down. <laughs> That's who I serve. When I look at this, I think, man, how important it is to let the Lord embrace me and to embrace God every day. But do it with some drive and determination. Think about it. Man, I can't wait to get with God. I can't wait to get alone with my Christ. I can't wait to talk to him today. And I'm telling you, it'll change your attitude and your spirit. It'll change your prayer life. It'll change your thinking. When I look at this, sharing your faith with others will help you maintain that devoted life as well. When I look at verse 21, and watch this now. Think about this. They went around preaching the Lord Jesus. Look at verse 21. And the hand of the Lord was what? The hand of the Lord was with them. What was the hand of the Lord with them for? Because they were preaching what? Jesus Christ. So why was God's hand on them? Because they were preaching Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you, when you're down in the mouth and your lips hanging to the ground and you're, and you're stepping on it, go witness to somebody. Get your mind off of yourself and get your mind onto God. And when you get your mind off yourself and you get your mind onto God, you'll be surprised at what God will accomplish and will accomplish in your life. When you witness, it includes Christ and what Christ does for you. A witness on a regular basis, as frequent as you can, as often as you can, give a track to somebody. I'm going out. They build a Casey's out in uh, Jackson Center now. Okay? So these ladies out there are there all the time. So now I'm going out there, and I am handing them tracks every time I go out. Uh, I was at, at Menards yesterday, and uh, 
<laughs> went down to Menards. Last time I was there, I handed them, uh, the guy at the gate, uh, when you go back to the barn, I handed him a track. This time when I went back, there's a big sign there that says no solicitation. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'm not soliciting anything. I'm not trying to sell you nothing. I'm trying to give you something free. <laughs> His name is Jesus Christ. You know, and, and I let it deter me. And I thought, you know what, next time I go back, if Wayne's at that gate, Wayne's getting a track. I'm going to give him another one. I'm going to tell him, and when he says, you can't solicit, I'm going to tell him I'm not. I said, I'm going to give this to you for free. <laughs> I won't even charge you anything. In fact, you can come to my church for nothing. Amen? Amen? And, and the thing of it is, is that we just need to get to the place where we don't allow those things to deter us. Take the opportunities. And listen, you know as well as I do, opportunities present themselves, don't they? They really do. There are so many times within a day's time that an opportunity presents itself. I went over to see Penny and Joe. Penny and Joe weren't home. Guess who was home? Greg was out mowing the lawn. I didn't care that Penny and Joe weren't home anymore. I was like, hey, Greg, you need to come to church. He had one of the tracks, didn't he? And I told him, I said, you need to get over. He said, Penny and, uh, and Joe used to bring me over here. And I said, I don't care. You need to come now. Amen? Now's the time to come. He was out mowing the lawn. Hey, listen, you never know what opportunity is going to present itself. You know, we made up that list of names, and we gave out the names to the guys. And, and so you go and knock on a door, and they don't live there anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll leave. No, no, give them a track. God sent you there on purpose, man. Go give them a track. Give them something before you leave. And then ask them, is there anything I can pray for you about? And the guy says, yeah, I'm praying you'd leave my door. Well, let's pray about that. <laughs> Amen? I'll even pray with that about you. Lord, let me leave this door after this man gets saved. Amen? Go on a regular basis. Take opportunities. Listen, as those opportunities arise, share the gospel. Go as far as you can with someone. Do you understand what I mean by that? Do you understand what I mean by going as far as you can? You know, I've given them this, and they say, well, what's that? <laughs> well, we're going to have a revival. What's a revival? Well, let me tell you what a revival is. Do you know that God said in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for all of sin and come short of the glory of God? <laughs> what are you going to do with your time? Can I just take a minute and show you from the Bible how you can know for sure if you die today, heaven can be your home? You know, ask them if they got a church background. Do anything you can. Go as far as they will let you go and keep on going. And I call it bouncing the ball three times. And I'll witness to you, I'll witness to you, I'll witness to you until they say, listen, I've heard you, I don't want to do it again. And the thing is, is just keep on doing it. Just keep on doing it. Persevere. Stick with the stuff. You'll find that when you witness, it comes with results. And this will keep your heart close to God. It says in this passage, it says, uh, they, the Grecians were preaching the Lord Jesus Christ and the hand of the Lord was with them. And listen to this, and a great number believed. That's why you persevere. That's why you keep doing it. And when I think about this, the devil wants to convince you that it's of no use. It's of no purpose. Don't, don't, you don't need, don't, man, don't give that person a track. You got to be kidding me. Did you see how they're dressed? Did you see the color of their hair? Do you see how many earrings they got? I mean, I went the other day and the girl had more holes in her head than I could figure out. And she needs Christ. Amen. And I think she'll stop plugging. I mean, I figure if she gets saved, maybe she'll plug some of the holes. Amen? And the thing of it is, is that they need Christ. That's why they do this stuff. They don't know any better. And what I'm sharing with you is it didn't stop me from giving her this. Because she needs Jesus. She needs Christ. Persevere in it. When you speak to a hardened heart, watch the Lord break that heart sometimes. 
It doesn't happen for all individuals, but how many of you have been there and watched a heart break and they give in? Man, I'm telling you, there's no more wonderful experience than when you're standing there and you watch God, the Holy Spirit, break a person. I shared the story with you about the fellow that was in Wicca. God did that. I didn't do anything. All I did was decide to open up what I know has the power. Amen? When I opened this, this did its job. I only had to tell him what it said, but this did its job. And God expected me to tell him, but this did its job, didn't it? All I have to do is share it with them. Whether they agree, disagree, like me, dislike me, whatever the case may be, I need to share it with them. And that's what you do. You just share the gospel with them. I thought about this. Persevere. Witness at least to one person every day of your life. Don't fear them. Don't fear them. Do not fear people. Fear God. Amen? Don't fear people. Don't fear what they'll think about you. Don't fear what they may say about you. Don't fear that. Listen, faith is not fear. Amen? And if I place my faith in Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ told me to be a witness for him, I can persevere in that, and I can have faith that God will walk with me in that. And I look at this, and it says, right here, preaching the Lord Jesus, and the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed, and turned unto the Lord. Why? Because they preached the gospel. They gave them the message. Persevere. You know, our deterrent to witness is not about persecution. You know what it's about most of the time? <laughs> how I feel or how I think it might make them feel. Right? Isn't that right? I think about how I feel or how it might make them feel. <laughs> and what I need to do is not think about how it may make them feel or how it makes me feel. I need to think like God thinks. What is eternity going to be for that individual if they know not Christ? I need to really share the truth with them. Watch what the Lord does in the life of someone. Uh, listen, I want to turn over here real quick. I want to read something to you. Turn to Acts 20. And I'm going to finish up here. Acts 20. Look at verse 18. Everybody with me? And when they were come to him, he said unto them, Ye know from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind, and with many tears and temptations, which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save the holy, that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. He said, man, I might go to Jerusalem. I'm going to get beat up. <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen to me when I get there, but I know when I get there, I'm going to preach Jesus. <laughs> and he had already been beaten up. But he said, I haven't stopped talking to you about God. You know, sometimes we just get embarrassed and we don't want to do it. But listen, here's what I want you to do. Before you go out, before you hand out a tract, before you give it to someone, pray. Ask the Holy Spirit of God to fill you. Fill you with the Holy Spirit. To be filled with the Spirit is to let God control you. It's to let him have all of you. Amen? That's all it is. Don't let anything else control you. Don't let fear control you. Don't let their faces control you. Don't let what they look like, their stance, their height, their weight, what their hair color is, their skin color is. It doesn't matter. What matters is, is getting them the gospel. 
And so do everything you can to get that gospel to them and let the Spirit of the Lord work on you. Listen, don't pounce on people. But, you know, the Bible talks about in Hosea, he talks about breaking up that fallow ground. And that the righteousness of the Lord will come upon you. And listen, he said, sow those seeds of righteousness. Do those things. Sow the right kinds of seeds. Just keep after it and keep on doing it. Do not fear or fall prey to embarrassment. And listen, just as we received eternity, they can receive eternity. Amen. And the Bible says, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. There it is. Uh, don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't be ashamed of Jesus Christ. Don't be ashamed of sharing him with other people. The challenge for us is, is to persevere in our witness for the Lord. Barnabas encourages these folks in Antioch in their relationship with the Lord and tells them, with purpose of heart, pursue the Lord. And so persevere. Stay close to God. Witness. Go after him. Have a desire in your heart to do that. Let me tell you something. If you ask God in the morning to give you the desire to witness to somebody throughout the day, I promise you, he'll give it to you. Then you have to persevere when the opportunity arises and fulfill it and do something about it. Last thing, encourage others. I look at this and he says here in verse 22, uh, or 20, yeah, 22, he said, Then tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church. <laughs> church heard about it now. The church heard about it now. I posted on uh, Facebook the other day. I said, I'm so excited about what's happening at Calvary Chapel. And it, it's amazing how many hits we got on that. And, and I just talked about just in the past three weeks, five people have gotten saved and four uh, have now been, uh, or uh, three have now been baptized. And, 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 you know, it's amazing how you get those hits. And, you know, I'm not looking for that. I'm just simply saying that people see that and they're like, that's exciting. That's good news, isn't it? People are getting saved. <laughs> and people want to hear good news. And so I share with you, we need to do this. Persevere, stay close to God, share Christ, embrace Him every day. Do it with drive and determination. Seek the Lord. Take any opportunity and every effort you have to witness for Him and then encourage others. When I look at this, it says, which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas that he should go as far as Antioch, who when he came and had seen the grace of God... <laughs> He saw what God had done. You know, when I posted that, these people saw what God has done at Calvary. And, and they hear this news. And it says, and he saw the grace of God, was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. And the Bible says about Barnabas, for he was a good man. <laughs> Barnabas was a good man. And Barnabas did some things, and he was filled with the Holy Ghost, and he went and he encouraged those folks. Listen, you be that person. Be a positive person. Don't be a negative person. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let God move upon your heart. Listen, talk about the exciting things God's doing. Let's not talk about what God's not doing. Let's talk about what God is doing, amen? And, and let's think about what the Lord wants to accomplish, not what we want to do. And when you look at this, it's clear that Barnabas was a man. He inspired other people. And listen, it, it, you would be surprised. It takes tremendous effort sometimes to encourage people. It takes a lot of effort to encourage others. And that was Barnabas' life. Barnabas is the encourager, isn't he? And it took a lot of effort for him to go and do these things. Just as much effort as it, it was for Paul to stand up and speak, it took it just as much effort for Barnabas to go and encourage these people. It takes effort. And when I look at this, he, he had a tremendous effect on those around him. And Barnabas gives the church in Antioch some sound biblical doctrine. He said, listen, cleave to the Lord, but do it with purpose of heart. Do it with purpose of heart. Really go after God. <laughs> Stick with the stuff. When I think about this, Barnabas had the liberty to make this statement because I think it was evident in his own life. <laughs> you look at his life and what does it say about him right here in the scriptures? Can you imagine that being your testimony? Hey, when a new heaven and a new earth is made, can you imagine if there was a book? And the book of Bob comes up. 
the book of Chris comes up, what would it say? What would it say about you? Hey, the book of Penny's now written. What would it say about Penny? Huh? Dale, what would it say? When you think about it, what would it say about you? If a book was written about you, would it say that you were this person? That you uh, were this person that was a good man or a good woman and full of the Holy Ghost and, and of faith and much people was added unto the Lord? Man, what a testimony. Is that an amazing testimony or what? That's an amazing testimony. When you look at this, Barnabas had this testimony. Our desire should be to serve the Lord and look for ways to encourage others to serve the Lord. Let me give you this and I'll be done. I thought about how to set forth a practice in life and encouraging at least one person every day. Not only witnessing one person, but at least try to encourage someone else. One person every day. Just try to encourage them. Even when you're down in the mouth and your lips hanging on the ground and you're walking on it, try to go encourage somebody else and watch what it does for you. It'll change your thinking throughout the day. You reach out to someone else and try to encourage them. When you reach out to others, as Barnabas did, your testimony speaks for itself. Here's the thing. Witness in your community and have a testimony of selflessness. Instead of selfishness, have a testimony of selflessness. Testify of Christ. Encourage others to trust him. Invite people to church. Pray for him. Let the Spirit testify of Christ. And you desire to encourage others through Christ. And then Barnabas desired to get others to walk close with God. And let's us do the same. Encourage people to walk close with God. What's wrong with that? I mean, people get encouraged to do all kinds of crazy things today, don't they? I mean, I watched some guy the other day. He jumped off the side of a mountain in something called a bird suit. Now, that's just stupid. You know what I mean? A bird suit. And, it, and it's like got little flapping wings and you think, good night, man. And that guy was encouraged. He goes, I can't wait to do this. And he goes running off the edge of the thing and he can only walk like this and he jumps. I'm like, stupid. What if that wing rips? You're going down. You fool. You say, no, man, I'd like to do that. <laughs> think of the stupid things that people do. I mean, how many of you watch football games and, and you, you look at people in the crowd and they have wigs on and they're painted and, you know, they look like the helmet and all that kind of stuff? I mean, it's just nuts. I mean, people do all kinds of crazy things. How many of you have seen what I'm talking about? You know what I mean? And they're all painted up. And, and they'll do anything, you know, to, to, to do those kinds of things. And then I'm the crazy one because I go to church. I'm the nut because I love Jesus. I'm the crazy one because I don't have 45 earrings. I don't even have one, by the way, because I hate pain. But the thing of it is, is just think about that for just a moment. When I look at this, Barnabas desired to get others to walk close with God. Here's this. Maybe you prayed about being an encourager, and you've been discouraged yourself, but listen, just do it. Just move forward for the Lord. Encourage someone else. Think about this. Barnabas, uh, the goal of Barnabas to the members of Antioch was to encourage them that they have some drive and determination. I cannot get this out of my head. And he exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. <laughs> this good man, what did he tell them? Cleave unto the Lord. Let's pray.